Good evening and welcome to Our Poor Friends. Tonight you have myself, Jamie, and my sidekick, Nicole. Nicole is with us and we are going to review one of our all-time, one of my, I know it's my all-time favorite movies, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, this was my first time seeing it all the way through. That's crazy to I me. Know, I've never seen it all the way through. It is like, I, this... Yeah, that's just crazy. We're going to we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Um okay, but would you rather? Do you have some would yeah, you rather you would like to discuss? Yeah, you ready? I am What are you doing over there? I am zooming in because my old ass Oh, you can't see. I can't see. You didn't bring your glasses. <laughs> I didn't bring, my glasses. didn't bring the glasses down. So, let's see. What is my zoom in percentage? 185. I love it. I am <laughs> You know what? It's whatever it yeah, takes. That's right. And this is my my yeah. word. This so, is the magic behind the uh, curtain. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, I am zoomed into 185 and ready to go. Yes, we are now fired up and ready. Okay. That's right. Okay. Would you rather okay. go back to high school mm-hmm. with all the knowledge that you have right now? Okay. Or know now everything your future self would be learning. Like if you could learn today everything your future self is going to have to learn. Or would you rather go back to high school and redo it knowing what you know now? I definitely don't think I want to redo high school. Fuck no. <laughs> Amen, sister. And in all fairness, like, I, I know you did not love high school. No. I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't an active participant in high school like a lot of people are. Like, I was on the debate squad, and I loved that. Oh, Shocker. I know. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I, had I mean, my- I did nothing. I was a stoner. <laughs> <laughs> and I still fucking hated high school. <laughs> really? Yeah. So again, like I I had the debate team, I had my BFF, Mm -hmm. you know, we had our little circle of friends or whatever, but at the end of the day, like I didn't love it enough that like I was able to graduate early. So I did. Yeah. I was much more into like working and you know, I had this little clique of people that I worked with at Best Buy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like senior year. Yeah. I didn't talk to a fucking person I went to high school with. No. I left school every day at like noon and I went and worked and I was dating Jamie and like literally my best friend in air quotes, we walked down the aisle at graduation together and we hadn't spoken in like four or five fucking months prior to graduation. And I never saw her again after graduation. You're, you're kidding. I, girl, I walked out of that high school gym and peaced the fuck out. I didn't see or speak to anybody. Wow. Mm-mm. So my BFF and I worked together. So like, oh yeah, yeah. Right. So I still saw her all the time. Yeah. And then even when she went on and worked someplace else, like we, yeah. we still hung out. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons and you know, the whole yeah. thing with my high school friends, but I did that all outside of school. I, right. I didn't need school there to like, to be the conduit. Exactly. So, yeah. but my fear with this question is mm-hmm. like, if you had asked me this in 2019, mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to know how horrible the people of this country are. Yeah. They're about to show you <laughs> in blind, in 180 yeah. zoomed, zoomed in. in. Yes. How, how fucking selfish horrible they are. we all yeah. are. Yeah. I might be resistant to that too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's true. I wish I could erase that from my memory. As I well. know. Yeah. So like, I'm sure there's good stuff that I'm going to learn in the future, mm-hmm. but I'm really afraid I'm going to learn about like, if I learned that certain people are going to be present again, again, I, I, mm. I might just end it here. I'd have to unalive some people. <laughs> I, I might just end it here. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. What about you? You're uh, Oh yeah. No, I'm future? not going back to high not school. Yeah. No, school. fuck that. Okay. Yeah. No, no, right. that, no, not unless I'm burning it to the ground. Um, would you rather be the class clown? Okay. Or the teacher's pet? Oh, class clown. For sure. 
That's so funny because I was always the teacher's pet. Were you? Oh, God. Are you kidding? Not yes. me. I was a total type A, oldest child, people pleaser bullshit. Always. Yes. Always. Not yeah. at all me. Yeah. I, in seventh grade, I got in trouble by the teacher who said she was going to nip my talking in the butt. Like, I talked all the time. Oh, yeah, me too. All the time. I sat in the corner constantly in school. I was always in yeah. trouble for talking yeah. too much. And because of that, I was never a teacher's pet. Ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, so... My BFF at the time yeah. will remember this because the teacher was like, the other teachers and I, we've talked about you. Oh, my God. We're having meetings about you. <laughs> and we're going to nip this in the bud right now. Oh, my God. And Did it you was, just laugh at her? It was such bullshit because what had happened was this guy was sitting behind me and we were joking before class. Yeah. But then class came and I turned around like a good student yeah to face the front to face the front and the guy kept butting with me like he were was, your shoulders exposed I, i'm just wondering <laughs> if you were distracting him with your dress attire know. but like because, i so like i moved my chair up and it moved yeah. the desk up and like that was it she lost she it. lost her we're shape. gonna nip it in the butt yeah clearly you were i mean you might be the reason why we have such restrictive dress code policies now, because all girls are distracting the boys from their learning time. I know. And you're right. He did not get in an ounce of trouble. Of course not. And I got like sure. super in trouble. Oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. Mm -hmm. Been there, done that. I hated that teacher for that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully she's miserable now. I don't know. That's my hope for her. Uh, I'll okay. Google her later and we'll see. <laughs> okay. So this one I thought of because of poor Cameron. Oh, in the movie. Okay. I really felt for his character. Would you rather be criticized or be completely ignored? Oh my gosh. I guess completely ignored. Yeah, I don't take criticism well. I don't take criticism well. Shocker for everyone that knows us. They're like, yeah, these two bitches don't take it well ever, ever. Like, I can take it if it's coming from somebody I have a lot of respect for, but you still got to come correct. Well, Don't and, come at me with some kind of bullshit. Right, and if... 90% of the time you're complimenting me in 1% of the right. time or 10% of the time you are criticizing me. I a hundred percent can take that. Yeah. I take it well. But if I don't I respect like. you at all, I will fucking throat punch that's you. That's right. Don't come and at so, me with your bullshit. That's right. And if it's so, if it's like my parents, I, I don't criticize. I know. Yeah. I, you're criticizing me all the time. Like, yeah, or you're, you're my spouse and you're criticizing uh -huh. me all the time. Uh -huh. We're not. I'm not. Yeah, that's not coping. So just ignore me and that's fine. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't need a man. That's exactly right. Yes. I don't need no man. I know who I am. Mm. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I have Betty. That's I, right. Betty will always love me. And AJ. And and AJ. Yeah. Who, let's yeah, be honest. Clearly. He knows. He knows, <laughs> he knows the truth. <laughs> He asked me the other day. Never mind. I'll tell you that later. Okay. <laughs> All Not right. for the podcast. I, well, it's dumb, you know. Okay. It's like a little, I'm bragging on myself, so I'll wait. I'll brag at myself later. Okay. Just you. Okay. So we're talking about the quintessential. So when I think about, like, teenage movies, 80s especially teenage movies. Is this movies, one you think of? This is the one I think of. Okay. I realize that, like, there's more of a Brat Pack kind of, you know, vibe when you think about Breakfast Club, yes. 16 Candles, yeah, whatever. Pretty in Pink and all pretty those. Pretty in Pink. Yeah. But I, for me, it was, I loved was Ferris. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. And um, definitely one of John Hughes. Yeah. He wrote the screenplay in less than a week. Oh, my God. Six days he wrote the screenplay. Wow. And I guess, you know, he was on National Lampoon's um, for a long time and was writing with all of them, including when they did, like, Animal House. Oh, okay. And um, one of his fellow writers was like after animal house we all had the ability to make movies john hughes was the only one who had movies to make 
And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's interesting. Right. Like he was the one that always had. And, you know, so much of this was built on like himself, his lifestyle, which we'll get into here. Okay. Um, So John Hughes had said that he had Matthew Broderick in mind when he wrote the screenplay, saying Broderick was the only actor that he thought could really pull off the role, calling him clever and charming because Ferris Bueller is such a like yeah charmer uh-huh. and that he said that like if it had been someone else you might be like okay is he trying to steal my wallet oh right but Matthew Broderick had no that- literally I had a moment where I was watching it yesterday and I'm like I know why Sarah Jessica Parker fell in love with him hell yes yeah yes he's so fucking charming and just like Cameron can't tell him no yes yeah yes that's yeah. exactly right he's just so fucking charming yeah so I guess Ferris Bueller was named after John Hughes's lifelong friend Bart Bueller oh and I guess everyone wanted to be Ferris. So Rob Lowe, John Cusack, Jim Carrey, Johnny Depp, oh. Tom Cruise, Robert Downey Jr., Michael Fox were all considered for the role of Ferris Bueller, but they said, nope, it's, it's Matthew Broderick. Broderick. Was, was this cool. his first movie? Do you know? I don't think it was. Okay. No. I, it, it wasn't? I'm okay. pretty sure he had done a couple of others. Okay. I'll look it up. It's fine. I'll look. You keep talking. All right. Because, like, usually I know that. Like, if it was someone's, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So now I'm curious. Let me look. Hold on. All right. It was, uh, no, he was in war games in 1983. Oh. It says. Have you seen then, war games? Uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, and then you Mueller was seen... in 1986. You haven't seen war games. Uh, uh-uh. uh, he was also in glory in 1989. I saw that, but it's been probably since 1989 since I saw it. Yeah. Glory was good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let me tell you. So it was his second movie. That's right. But let me tell you that, um, I feel like this is best. Oh, yeah. War Games was good, though. Was it? Yeah, yeah. it was good. You should see it. Um, okay, so Mia Sarah, who played yes. Sloan, yes. she beat out Molly Ringwald for mm. that role because, according to John Hughes, she was more elegant. Oh. Um, apparently, Molly says, John wouldn't let me do it. He said the part wasn't big enough for me. But the way Mia Sarah says it is that it's because she had elegance that Molly Ringwald mm. didn't have. She had rich girl. Yeah, she had. The, she did. Yeah, the rich girl vibe yeah and i mean i i really liked mia sarah in uh-huh. this i think i would have liked molly, molly Ringwald. Yeah. i think she would have been fun too yeah she would have been but she probably would have played it a little bit differently but it felt like she had those rich girl vibes in, in breakfast Club. Uh-huh. so yes. i feel like she would have done She'd okay have been able to pull it off yeah, yeah. exactly uh, but i guess mia sarah almost didn't play sloan because at the time she had auditioned she was simultaneously auditioning for labyrinth really which of course is jennifer connelly yeah which i love lab i do too and i love jennifer connelly so i'm really glad that jennifer connelly got that one yeah uh alan ruck had previously auditioned for the bender role in the no, breakfast club really which went to judd nelson yeah but john hughes remembered ruck and cast him as a 17 year old Cameron fry do you know how old he was when he played it no 29 shut the hell up he <laughs> yeah. looks every bit as a Senior in high school. He says, I was worried that I'd be 10 years out of step and I wouldn't know anything about what was cool, what was hip, all that junk. But when I was going to high school, I didn't know any of that stuff then either. (laughs) (laughs) Spoken like a good nerd. That's right. I guess Anthony Michael Hall turned down the role of Cameron because he didn't want to be typecast as the geeky friend. Yeah. Um, And Emilio Estevez turned down the role. And Mm. Ruck says, every time I see Emilio Estevez, I want to kiss him and tell him thank you. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Guess what his salary was for this role? Cameron's? Yes. Or Ruck? Yes. Uh, I have no idea. $40,000. That's it? That's it. 
What Broderick get paid? I don't know. Yeah, but forty forty grand dollars. So Alan Ruck and Matthew Broderick had pre. Oh, see, I shouldn't have done this, but. Previously acted together in the Broadway production of Biloxi Blues. Oh, okay. Cameron's Mr. Peterson voice was an in-joke imitation of their former director, which is why they thought oh, it was so funny. Oh, okay. And Ruck said that he felt at ease working with Broderick, often crashing in his trailer. We didn't have to invent an instant friendship like you often have to do in this type of movie. We were already friends. Nice. I know. I thought that was nice. Yeah, that is nice. Like, if you could do something with your friend, like yeah. starring in some teenage. Yeah. I took Everything t- totally comes easier when you yes. already know that other person. 100%. Yeah. I guess John Candy auditioned for the role of Cameron Fry, but producers turned him down fearing he was too old for the part. And then they gave it to, to somebody Rock. that's 10 years older than <laughs> yes. they're supposed to be. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, okay. So after working together on Weird Science, have you seen Weird Mm-mm. Science? I haven't God seen Weird Science. I know. <laughs> Okay, well, Weird Science is fantastic. But after working together on Weird Science, John Hughes offered Bill Paxton the role of the garage attendant. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Paxton turned it down because he thought the role would be too small for him. But later he admitted that he regretted turning it down because Hughes never offered him a role again. Oh, shit. I know. So we have this woman at my job. Yeah. And she controls like the tickets to like the royal suites and the chief suites. Yeah. It's like that. You never want to piss her off because she might never she off. The key to the yes. Kingdom. Oh, she, my God. Yes. So you never want to piss her off. I'm like, <gasps> she's the John Hughes. She is the John <laughs> Hughes. Uh, Cindy Pickett and Layman Ward. They played Ferris's parents. Oh, okay. They ended up married in real life after no. filming this. Yes, ma'am. That's crazy. And then they promptly divorced in 1992. Oh, whoops. <laughs> that was a very short-lived romance. Shit. <laughs> yes, it was. So this movie came out in 1986. Yeah. I don't know when they were exactly married, but if it was like 87, 88, yeah. we're talking like four or five years. Yeah. And they're like, fuck that shit. Yeah, they were like, this was only good in the movies. <laughs> exactly. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Um, okay. So, you know, Ed Rooney. Yeah. The principal. And I love his secretary. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. We'll talk about her in a second. Yes. Um, so Paul Gleason, who played Dick Vernon in The Breakfast Club, the principal in The Breakfast yes. Club, was considered for the role of Ed Rooney. Oh. Um, but Jeffrey Jones was cast as Rooney based on his performance in Amadeus. Did you ever see Amadeus? A long time ago. Yeah. I don't remember much about it. Yeah. Uh, I guess he played the emperor and John Hughes thought mm. the character's modern equivalent was Rooney. Oh. Tom Skerritt was also considered for Rooney. Oh. I know. I know, but I think this guy that played it was, I thought he was fucking hilarious. I like, just what? I agree. <laughs> I don't know if Tom Skerritt could have been funny enough. Yeah, to, to pull it off. Right, exactly. Yeah. And for some reason, I was feeling like, so the guy that played it is Jeffrey Jones. And for some reason, I was thinking, like, wasn't there a scandal with him? Oh, I don't know. I feel but like he's been in other stuff, right? Yeah, but I feel like after... I'm Googling this. Are you? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like... He was arrested for possession of child porn in yeah, 2002. there it is. By a 17-year-old boy of solicitation to pose for nude photographs. There you go. <gasps> what the fuck? Oh, yeah, he was in Beetlejuice. I'm a dumbass. I totally <laughs> forgot he was in Beetlejuice. What a fucking moron. He's been in all sorts of things. Yeah, 17-year-old boy for solicitation to pose for nude photographs. He said such an event has never happened before and will never happen again. Bitch, if it never happened, it can't happen again. The, um... I guess when he solicited him, he was 14. Oh, he got five years probation and was required to register as a sex offender. 
Uh-huh. He was arrested June 23rd after failing to update his registration for 2009. That was in 2010. Yeah. So he's been arrested multiple times. Um, yeah. Because he doesn't update his registry. Well, I wouldn't either if I didn't have to. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Like, I don't want to alert people. Yeah, oh I thought there was something God. like that. Sorry for breaking your little. He had to serve three years of probation and perform 250 hours of roadside cleanup. For child porn. He pled like, no con- on. He pled no contest to hiring a 14-year-old boy to pose for sexually explicit photos. Nope. He should have gone to jail. Yeah. Should have gone to jail. Yeah. Okay, well, pretend okay. I Yeah, well, I know. I'll try to I, I just ruined that for you. I'm he sorry. He should not have been a school principal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he should not. In have. real life or well, in the movies. Yes. I mean, the good news is they were all well over 18. That's so, so true. Yeah, yeah so. not his demographic. That's right. <laughs> not his demographic. <laughs> Sorry, that's totally horrible. <laughs> you might have to cut that. No. Okay. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, one of my favorite people in this movie yeah. was Jennifer Garner. Uh, J- uh, fuck, what's her name? Jennifer Grey. Grey. The sister. I yes. didn't know she was his sister. Yes. And do oh, you know that Oh, my God. They- she's such a... A harpy. I know, I love but it. on the other hand, you're like, I don't blame her for being pissed. No, I get he, it. As an old, he, as the oldest yes, child, yes. I totally got where she was coming exactly. from. Exactly. She he gets away with everything. everything. He gets away with everything. I and love they, you, Mom. And they think he's wonderful. Yes, they think the sun shines right yes. out of his ass. And you know, like not to be weird, but you know, I did. I wrote my personal values recently, and one of those <gasps> you did. I did. And one of my values is authenticism. Oh and, yeah. You know, so I it just sandpapers my ass. Oh crack yeah. That yes. he's like, I love you, mommy. Yeah, so smarmy. Yes. Yeah, and she's like, fuck you. Yes. Yeah. And especially because like everyone in her school loves too, him. Loves him. When she knocked, they, when they're like trying to like get coins together yes. for his fucking and kidney transplant. Like, yes, yes, I love it. Because, right, like, I mean, I felt that in my bones. I totally get that whole idea of go fuck yourself. That is so And as someone who had a younger sibling that was not nearly as popular as Ferris, but was way more popular than she was. And let's be clear, I wasn't looking for popularity. Mm -hmm. But, like, my sister couldn't even be seen with me because she was just so fucking cool. She was three Uh, years younger than me in school. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's so easy to identify with Jennifer (laughs) Grey. So easy for me to identify with that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but did you know that Jennifer Grey and Matthew Broderick were engaged in real life? No. Just a few years later. Really? Yes, ma'am. Interesting. There I you did go. not know that. Yeah, and then so I'm gonna, Jessica Parker almost missed out. I'm gonna ruin something else for you. Oh god. <laughs> what now? So I guess they were engaged when have you ever heard of the big the act- nose job? No, the oh. accident that they got into. No. They uh-uh. were driving together, I think, in Ireland, if I remember correctly. Okay. And they hit an oncoming car, and, like, the passengers in the other car all died. <gasps> and shortly after that, they broke up. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, our relationship cannot take the strain of you killing people in a car. And I, I don't know, but it doesn't... It's not a good look. Wow. Yes. So... Wow. <laughs> I know. Which one of them was driving? I don't know. I can't remember. See, this is another thing. I shouldn't say these things. Because then I'm always with, with the fucking follow-up right. questions. Right. And so I, sh- I can't say these things unless. Okay, hold on. I'm Googling it. Oh, my. Broderick was behind the wheel and left two women dead. Yeah. She wrote about it in her book. 
Oh. That was during, that was weeks before the release of Dirty Dancing. Yeah. When that happened. Yeah. <sighs> Yikes. It's no bueno. He suffered a concussion, broken ribs, a broken leg, and more. He was in the hospital for four weeks. Good Lord. Like, that's, like, it makes you wonder, like, were they fighting? Yeah. Like, what was going on in their car? Or were they drinking? Yes. Or, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, ruined one of, one more thing for you. She said, I was the sole living witness because Matthew had survived but was unconscious and had amnesia and was very badly injured. It was raining when it happened. Wow. And I thought he had died, she said. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. Okay, sorry. Uh, yes, let's, yeah. <laughs> You're wow. down a rabbit hole. Yes. I know, I know. Wow. So there's, like, articles about, like, famous people who have killed people. Uh-huh. That's the only reason. Like, I, yeah. I get into rabbit holes with those. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. In addition to all these wonderful people. Yes. Charlie Sheen makes an uh, appearance. I know. And I love that Jennifer Gray's uptight ass is, like, Ends up high, making, making out. out, and totally stoned with yes, him later. at the police station. So <laughs> she actually recommended Charlie Sheen for the role after they did Red Dawn together the year before. Oh. Charlie Sheen's role in the movie was filmed on one of his off days from filming Lucas. I haven't seen it. Ah! I don't know what it is. Yeah. I've never even heard of it. I don't even know what it is. What? Yeah. Luke, I haven't know, seen Red Dawn either. <laughs> I'm not, I haven't seen Red Dawn. Okay. But Lucas is where the, um, it's uh, Corey Haim, and he's like a little, you know, scrawny-ass little kid. Okay. And he wants to play football, and so he, like, plays with them every day, and he gets just pushed around and whatever. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I don't it, know. It's it's a good, anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> so Charlie Sheen was filmed on one of his last days from Lucas. His role came up mid-shoot, and it was Jennifer Grey that um, wow. recommended him. Yeah. To get ready for his part in the movie, because, you know, he had to look at, like, a yeah, drug, like a drug donor. Yeah. He stayed up for 48 hours before doing that. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> well, it worked. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, the shot of Ferris playing the clarinet. Remember that? Never had a lesson in my life. Never had a lesson in my life. <laughs> yes. That was all ad libbed. Oh, was it really? Yes. Someone spotted the instrument as part of the set, and Matthew Broderick said, Oh, I can play that. Oh, my God. That's Which hilarious. Obviously he couldn't. Yes. That's so great. <laughs> I know. I thought that was hilarious. Um, okay. What I do love about this movie, sorry, hopefully this isn't like something you're going to talk about later, but I love the monologues of the camera because it's oh. so reminiscent of like The Office. So I and agree. I love that part of this movie is like when he's talking. Yeah. It's like his inner monologue. It's coming out. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And so there's this one, one of the scenes where he's talking about how to get out of school, how, yes. to, how to fake sick. Yeah. That actually was like, had to get added on later because, um, I guess John Hughes was like, oh, this scene's kind of flat with the whole, like getting out of school. Oh, and he's like, yeah. this scene's kind of flat. And so he added that later. I love that too. Yeah. So I grew up in a house where we watched like Magnum. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember Tom Selleck. Miami Vice, uh, right? But yeah. in a lot of those, like Magnum would t would you would hear him narrating. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I like those types yeah. of shows and movies where yeah. they narrate to you. I don't know why I always have. Yeah, but I'm with you. Like I love Office. I love Parks and Rec because of that. So that is one of my favorite things about this movie. For yeah. Sure. Uh, okay, Grace. You loved Grace. <laughs> I loved Grace. She's so literal. <laughs> So uh, Edie McClurg told Vanity Fair that her character's hairdo was from the 1960s because Grace felt she looked best in the 1960s and kept her look from that era. Oh my God, when she's pulling all the pencils out oh, of her hair. When she comes in, the hairdresser on set 
like had no clue how to do a 1960s hairdo. Oh God. So McClurk herself teased it all up, set it, styled it, everything. Shut up. And when she came to set on the first day, John Hughes looked at her and said, how many pencils do you think you can fit in that hair? And so they tested it one that's by one with pencils. And hilarious. that's where that I love it. Like was. she just keeps pulling them out. It's so great. <laughs> I know, I she just up. keeps pulling it up. And when, when she's sitting in his office and she's telling him, well, they think you're an asshole. Ed. I'm just like, <laughs> Oh my God. It's so great. So when she tells him that you're a righteous dude, they think he's a righteous dude. It yeah. was not in the original script. She totally oh, really? ad libbed that in her best Chicago accent. Oh God. It was so good. I know. I yeah. Yeah. That was absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Uh, okay, back to Charlie Sheen. Yes. According to an Inside Story documentary, Charlie Sheen's character's name was actually Garth Volbeck. Oh. And there was this whole backstory about Garth. Oh. Where he was going to, um, I guess he and Ferris were friends in like the eighth grade. Oh. And he was like, his family was having some trouble. So Ferris was like trying to support, you know, or oh, be there for mm-hmm. him or whatever. And then they stopped being friends in high school and Garth went his drugged oh, out whatever yeah, way. Yeah. And then Ferris, whatever. And like, it was built into the story that Ferris's mom was like showing a house to the Volbecks and oh. whatever. And that's where, that, I guess that's how they became the Vermont people is that they were the Volbecks. Okay. I know. And so I was like, that's kind of an interesting yeah, story. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ferris's life moves pretty fast line was not originally the last line of the movie before the closing credits. The last line before the credits in the script was, yeah, life is a carousel, a great big crazy ball of pure living, breathing joy and delight. You got to get one. <laughs> I'm like, that is messy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Life moves pretty fast. Is, is a better. Yes. yes. Uh, John Hughes decided to change the line on the day of filming the scene. Oh, which I was like, damn, that's crazy. First Lady Barbara Bush. Oh, God. Barbara Bush. Oh, God, that lady. Paraphrased the film in her 1990 commencement address at Wellesley College. Find the joy in life because, as Ferris Bueller said, on his day off, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. Oh, interesting. When the audience enthusiastically applauded, she added, I'm not going to tell George y'all clap more for Ferris than you did for George. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That was funny. Also, this is former U.S. Vice President Dan Quayle's favorite movie. Is it really? That's what the internet say. And the interwebs does not lie. They never lie. Like, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. The restaurant where Ferris and company go to eat. Yes, the fancy restaurant. That's right, where he's the sausage king of Chicago. Yes. Is the same one that Jake and Elwood terrorize in the Blues Brothers. And where... Emilio Estevez waits for Annie McDowell in St. Elmo's Fire. Oh. I know. Interesting. I thought that was interesting. Well, especially because all of like John Hughes's films are part of what they call the John Hughes universe in yes. Sherman, Illinois or yeah. whatever. And so I, I always like like seeing bits and pieces uh-huh. of that in there. It's like all the cars had license plates that referenced John Hughes films as well. So oh, that's yeah. kind of interesting in this movie. All right. The parade sequence was yes. filmed during Von Steuben Day Parade, an annual event in the Chicagoland area. Oh. All right. I don't know what the Von Steuben Day Parade is, but we need to go. I think it looks great. I think so, too. I mean, it's got to be German or it's, Polish, it's, right? I'm pretty sure it's German. And, like, it looks like it's a lot of fun. And the lady is playing the accordion. Yes, and they in ha- their later hosen. In the later yeah. hosen. So I feel like we need to go to this. 
Um, so it's in, it's part of Chicago's German American Oktoberfest. Oh, okay. Von Steuben German Day Parade is on September 9th of this year. Oh, all right. Starts at 2 p.m. <laughs> just so you know. Let's, let's add it to our calendar. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll have a Von Steuben Parade here in Kansas City. I would get down with some later hosen. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, okay. So Ferris's actual day off. Yes. They are, I think that, or... People have pinpointed it to June 5th, 1985. Oh, okay. They do that because the Cubs game depicted in the movie that Ferris and his oh. friends attended was an actual game played against the Atlanta Braves on that date. Okay. Um, which, honestly, like June 5th makes sense because it's supposed to be in the spring. Yeah. And if you remember when we were kids, at least, school ran th- into June. Oh, Smithville never did. Really? Mm-mm, that shit was out before Memorial Day. No, we never were. Really? Yeah, we always went like to that first week of... Of June, but we also started after Labor Day. Oh, see, and Smithville always started before the 15th of August. No like, way. We started like the second week of August. As kids? Yeah. We never did. Yeah. Because, like, my birthday is the weekend before Labor Day. We yeah. definitely were not in school on yeah. my birthday or any. So we would almost always start the Monday after Labor Day. Almost mm. always. So hmm, that's interesting. Uh, when Ferris hacks into the school's computer to change the number of absences, it's a subtle nod to war games. Oh, okay. I know. I thought that was interesting. Um, John Hughes personally selected the songs for the film. He wanted them to be somewhat obscure to the typical movie going audience, feeling that he wanted everything about the film to feel new. Mm. And I guess there was never a soundtrack released for this movie because John Hughes felt like the songs wouldn't go together. They didn't flow oh, together. Like so, to be honest. Yeah. That's right. So you couldn't really go into a storm by soundtracks. So mm. That was interesting. Okay. Cameron's father's Ferrari yes. was not a real Ferrari. Oh, okay. Yes, I guess producers received several angry letters from car enthusiasts who thought the car shown was a real Ferrari that was actually wrecked. Yeah. Oh, God. So it was was supposed to be a 1961 Ferrari GT250, and it was made with a... The, it was a replica made with a fiberglass body. Oh, okay. They used the chassis from an MG. And my, oh. My dad drove MGs yeah. for years, yeah. right? And so I guess that when they, um, when the car went out the, the back, yes, yeah. it ripped. And so they had to like strategically put, because it didn't crash in the way a typical like, oh, Ferrari like would crash. Oh, like through the glass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting hearing that. But um, so think about this. When we were kids, I remember yeah. seeing that 1961 Ferrari and thinking that was an old-timey car. <laughs> that would be the equivalent right now of seeing a car from 2000? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. 1980- like my 1999 Bonneville yes. that I drove when I was pregnant with Riley. I love that fucking car. I drove it till literally the wheels fell off. My 1998 yeah. Honda CRV. Yes. That I love. Yes. And I would still drive today. Yeah. Like, I don't look at that car like it's an old, like, right. but to think in 1986, seeing a 1961, I was like, look at that old yes. car. Yes. Classic car. Yes. Well, then what does it make all the ones that are driving like the 1950s cars? Yeah. Around still. Like I know. Holy shit. But like according yeah. to this, yeah, it, it would could be. it would right? That's yeah. just crazy it to would me. Be. Okay. Holy shit. I don't know. I just thought that was weird yeah. when I thought about it. Cause I was like, that's only twenty five years. Well, yeah, and just like I had a conversation with my parents last weekend about vintage. Yeah. My dad gets very offended when he hears the word vintage being referred to things from the seventies. 
because he's like, that's not vintage. Vintage is like shit from the 40s. I'm like, no, that's ancient. <laughs> now that's ancient, Dad. Like, vintage is 70s and 80s and yeah, 90s shit 60s now. 60s at the, yeah, at the at most. The, yeah. Anything 1950s or below yeah. is, yeah, archaic. Yes. I, I, I don't even know what you would call that. Uh, 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 uh museum quality yes. yeah and my dad's like it is not vintage like he gets very he got very offended on behalf of himself knowing that the 70s are being referred to as vintage now well i so i i i can't believe that people born in the 80s are as old as they are like i, I, I had that realization recently yeah. yeah one of my coworkers just opened a card on our system so i got to see his birthday and he was born in the 80s and i'm like you're fucking old. I yeah. didn't say it, but I was like, oh yeah. my God. I mean, I'm not. I'm but not. You are. You yes. are. Yes. Yeah. So this idea of like someone's born in 1980 something or other yeah. and they're 40 years old. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I know. Such bullshit. Yeah. It's oh, getting old is hard. Yes. Um, at one point in the film. Oh, oh, this is applicable. Okay. So most of you know that we recently did a space camp. Yes. And Nicole got a very exciting birthday present oh my from God. yours truly. Yes, I did. A um, space camp My very own. Suit. Yes, my own suit. space camp flight suit. That's it's right. it's so fucking exciting. It, it has amazing. my name on it. <laughs> okay. So I was really excited because this like goes inside Dovetails? that. Yeah. Yes. Dovetails is a better way to say that than <laughs> goes inside that. That is really... We slip it in there. This is how that works. Okay, so there was going to be a line that says, come next year, I'll be the first kid to ride on the space shuttle. It was even featured in the preview for theaters. However, less than five months before the film's release, the Challenger exploded. Oh, God. Yes, and so John John Hughes decided, unlike the makers of Space Camp, that it was in poor taste and edited the blind out. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, Space Camp's like, fuck it, we're yeah, going all it, in. fuck it, we're going in. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's all or nothing. <laughs> um, in 2014, Ferris Bueller's Day Off was added to the National Film Registry by the United States Library of Congress, which I think is absolutely... Oh, interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it ranked as number 10 on Entertainment Weekly's 50 Best High School Movies, which I don't know what could come before that. Like, Yeah, it was number 10? Yeah. Like, dead last. Well, 50 would have been last. Well, but oh, of okay. the top 10. I was thinking, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But it, there are a couple of high school movies that I put above it. Yeah. Clueless is one of my favorites. Oh, God. Yes. So yeah. I would put like that above it. And there are some others, but of, of all, like all, like we're talking all high school movies. Yeah. Yeah. So like Mean Girls? Like yeah. just Mean Girls fall into that? All right. Let's look it up. Okay. The 50 best high school movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know what all falls in the top 10. I want to know if I agree or not. If Entertainment Weekly's full right. of shit. Okay. Well, you're not going to like this. Oh, am I about to boycott a magazine I don't even read? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I putting oh, them on my list? Lucas is number 16, just FYI. Oh, I guess I should check it out. Carrie is number 15. Oh, Carrie's. Mm-hmm. I know. Mean Girls does not crack the top 10. Are you fucking me? It's 12. What? No. What? what beat Mean Girls? All right. Number Give 10, them to me. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. Number nine, Election. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon at her finest. Yeah. Number eight, 16 Candles. Okay. 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 Number seven, Clueless. Yeah. I could. It should have been higher on the list. I agree. Number six, American Graffiti. 
Never seen it. I didn't either. And it's one of those films that we should. It's iconic. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. We should see it. We yeah. should probably plan a podcast so that we yeah. it'll force us to see it. Yeah. Okay. Number five is a movie we have done before, and it's one of our favorites. Is it Heather's? It is Heather's. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Number four is Rebel Without a Cause. I liked, so James Dean, Natalie Wood. Right, but. I liked Rebel Without a Cause, but I do not. Not in the top 10. I don't, I don't think it beats Before out. Before Mean Girls? Right. I don't think it beats yeah. out so many things. And ain't no way anybody younger than us right now has seen, Riley wouldn't even know what the fuck that movie no, was. No, Like for that to still be on the list, Entertainment Weekly. Okay. But I will say the top three. Are they pretty good? Mm, yeah. Okay. What are they? N- number three yeah. is Dazed and Confused. Oh. <gasps> Oh my God, I love that movie. I have it on DVD. I love that movie. I wore it out when I was in high school. Yes. Number two. Yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont, Ridgemont high. high. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you want to take a stab at number one? And I will tell you, it's a John Hughes movie. And 16 Candles has already made it. Mm-hmm. So is Ferris Bueller. So it's either got to be Breakfast Club or Pretty in Pink. It is The Breakfast Club. Okay, yeah. Which That's I'm so totally glad. justified I agree as because, number one. Well, and I will say that I still think Ferris Bueller is a better, I enjoy the movie yeah. more than Breakfast Club, yeah. but I 100% believe that Breakfast Club was more a view into life as... Yes. And and you and I have talked about this before. Yeah, and I, like I how much really. they actually had in common, even though they were socially and economically Yes. Radically different. Okay, here's some surprises. Dead Poet Society is number 20. Oh, Reese is number 21. What? Yeah. No. Dead Poet Society is amazing. Yes. Pretty in Pink is down on 26. Oh. Which I'm actually okay with. I never loved Pretty in Pink that, that much. That much? Yes. Yeah. I liked Ducky. I thought yeah. he was a good character. And then she didn't end up with him. Right. And uh-huh. the rest of them were all, I hated the rest yeah. of them. I thought they were all jackasses. Yeah. Uh, number 28 is Back to the Future. Num- oh, okay. Number 30 is Bring It On. I loved Bring oh It On. Oh, my God. We should do a Bring It yes. On podcast. I love Bring It On. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, 31 was Risky Business. 32 was Scream, which I loved Scream. Yeah. So there are some good ones here. There's some weird ones here. Number 36 is Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Which don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I like, love Harry Potter. Right, but, but I, I don't think of it as a teenage movie. I don't think of it as a high school movie. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, exactly. Is Swing Kids on that list? Hang on. I'm not. Well, so Bye Bye Birdie's number 38. <gasps> bye Bye love. Birdie. Virgin Suicide 39. Karate Kid is 40. Can't Buy Me Love is 41. I love Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, that's so great. Stand and Deliver. Can't Oh, Stand and Deliver is great. Yep. Flirting, Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon. 10 Things I Hate About You is 49. Oh, that I, oh my God. Oh my God, I love, I love everything about that movie. Oh my Nicole's God. Nicole's having a moment. I am having a moment, yes. And then Splendor in the Grass is 50. The hell is Splendor in the Grass? It was an old 1961 movie with Warren Okay, Beatty. Rebel Without a Cause. Exactly. Oh, sweet Lord. But what was it that you just asked me about? Swing Kids. It's not on it's here. It's not on the list. And I, so I, Swing Kids, I don't think of as a high school, high school movie, movie either. Yeah. But I loved Swing Kids. I did too. So good. Yeah. Okay. Now that we've taken that little walk. So yes. I, t- yeah. number 10 is justified. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Um, And I'm excited Breakfast Club. I'm glad John Hughes was so well represented yes. on the top 10. Agreed. He should be. Because he's the iconic. He is. High school movie. Uh, fr- film critic Richard Roper named this his favorite film. Really? I was surprised. His favorite film. His favorite film. Huh. And it has an 81% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not 100. I got to be honest. Yeah. Um, 
The film was released June 11th, 1986, and his actual day off was June 5th, 1985, which I already <laughs> told you. And that is all. They yeah. didn't win any awards other than yeah. the top Other 10. than <laughs> the, you know, the love of the viewer. That's exactly right. Yeah. So this was just one of those films. I, I remember taking, if I would call, you know. Yeah. If I was sick, I would watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And yeah. I still watch it all the time. I, to your point, I love the narration. I hadn't seen a lot of that before. Yeah. I thought that was really super fun. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. I did too. And, and I remember watching it with my parents and. You know, my dad loved when they played Twist and Shout at the oh, parade. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. so I, th- that was, I thought, always one of the coolest things about the movie was that it definitely appealed to multiple generations, yes. not just us. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite scenes, and, like, I don't want to talk about Rooney because he's a pedophile. He, yeah. <laughs> he's a pedo. <laughs> he's a pedo. <laughs> um, but uh, one of my favorite scenes is when he's on that fucking bus and that girl oh, offers him the, the warm, warm gummy, gummy bear, bear out of her fucking pocket. And then she like wipes her nose across her sleeve. My favorite part's when Jennifer Grey kicks him in the fucking chin twice in their kitchen. Do you? Oh my. When she kicks him in the face. Yes. I was dying laughing. Do you know that there was only one kick and they didn't think that was good enough? So they had her kick him three times. I'm glad. <laughs> Especially now that I know he's a pedo. He deserved it. <laughs> That's right. Good job, Jennifer Gray. Yes. You yes. knew what you were doing. Oh my God. But here's what I thought was really weird about that scene is she didn't know her principal. Like he's in her house. Like you go to such a large high school, you don't necessarily know who your principal is, right? That's and she's on true. the straight and narrow. Her brother's the fuck up that's always yeah. getting in trouble at school that knows the principal. But I, st- but I knew I, my principal, and I went to a Miami mean, Smithville. I had ninety-two kids in my graduating class, so I definitely knew my principals. I, I had twelve hundred people. I wasn't and, like now it's three thousand, yeah. but I mean, I, I, you, you still knew. I still yeah. knew my yeah, Doctor Baker. Oh. Dr. Baker had bleach blonde, big hair. Oh. And very muscular arms and thighs. Interesting. And she tanned like a bodybuilder. Oh, she sounds scary. I'm going to see if I can find her. She sounds a little like a WWE well, I, wrestler. I don't know. I never got in trouble. Yeah. I was never in trouble. But um, she is not on Facebook. Oh. And, you know, I could be making all of that up. Like, this is how my, like, That's how you remember her. Year, yes. Yeah, that's how you remember exactly. her. Exactly. like this big hulking her. woman. Yeah. Oh, she was petite. But she was muscle bound. Like, yeah. Defined. Yeah. Very well defined. Yeah. And really tan. Like, oh. like you've seen, like, Teresa Judice. Oh, Judice tan. Yes, yeah. That kind yeah. of tan. Like, she yeah. was super. Like, her teeth glowed in the dark. Oh, oh 100%. <laughs> Between her teeth and her bright Yes. white hair platinum hair yeah oh now that God. i think about that i'm like that was kind of scary yeah and she thought she was real hot shit too. i bet she did yes she did i bet she did yeah <laughs> oh it's taking me back to high oh, school God. all right well this has been a fun little walk down memory yes. lane i definitely have enjoyed this and i was glad that we watched it because to your point like i have of course seen it all the yeah. way through multiple times but it had been a while so last yeah. night it was kind of fun uh going back and watching this movie it was so it's just a fun little it is family friendly yeah. like no sex right whatever yeah you know even the cameron parts where he falls in the pool aren't that no and you know the only serious sad parts when he's discussing his dad and then the car goes through the fucking garage window so then it's over well right? and yeah and you can identify with that yeah you know what i mean like again you know hopefully now we're identifying more with 
the nice parents. Right. <laughs> we're correcting the wrongs. That's right. We're, we're breaking the cycle. Yes. And we're not pedophiles. So there's a when win. We're winning all the fucking we're way around. We're winning all over. Yes. No matter what we do going forward. That's what I'm going to tell Riley. At least I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> Tell your therapist whatever the fuck you want, but at least I'm not a pedophile. You're welcome. Yeah, that's right. Could have been so welcome. worse. It I could have hit so you and been a pedophile. <laughs> that's exactly right. So I don't want to hear shit. <laughs> yeah, you tell your therapist that. Exactly. Yes. When I, you're complaining about me, make sure you throw that little tidbit I in. I sound totally stable. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally stable. 100%. Yes. All right. Well, we got to go eat dinner. Uh, yes. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you've lasted this long. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, we always are welcoming um, suggestions for our next podcast. So yeah. please jump on Facebook. Get to uh, Our Poor Friends Insiders or yeah. Something like that. Yeah, okay, right. good. Yeah. I, I'm so bad yeah. at that. Yeah. Um, and feel free to leave us a message. I... If I get Nicole's permission, I will put a picture of her in her space suit. Oh, yeah. I don't on know. On Instagram. Yeah, we'll see if I can get it on over my hoodie. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that I have on right now. There but you yes, go. it will come in the future for sure. At, at some point in the yes. future. 100%. Yes. Anyway, all right. Thank you all. Good, Good night. night.